Well, I've been ministering on the subject of love this month, amen? And uh, I'm sure we all are walking in more love after this series, glory to God, amen? And I'm telling you, love is the key. If you're going to live a successful Christian life, you're going to have to learn to walk in love, amen? Amen? If you're going to be successful in this life, you're going to have to learn how to walk in love. And, And we can't walk... The love walk like the way the world walks it. Amen? Because the world is different than, than, than the church. Hopefully the, the church is, is a, you know, there, there's love out in the world, but their love is fickle. Amen? They may love you one moment and hate you the next. But, uh, but here, the love here, it's constant. Hopefully in this church, it's constant love. Amen? And so we want to walk in the love of God. We don't want to follow the pattern of the world. And, and their pattern is more of lust, you know. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. But, um, but, but we want to walk in the God kind. Somebody say the God kind of love. And that's called the agape love of God. And that kind of love never fails. The Bible says when you walk in God's love, you will never fail. You believe that today? So Romans 12, 2, we've been looking at this as a, as a scripture that we go to through the series. And it says here uh, in Romans 12, 2, the New Living Translation... It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So we're talking about love this, this month and really uh, about relationships. And, and, and you're not going to be able to get out of relationships. You know, it's like that one person says, I would, I, w- I would live life pretty good if it wasn't for the people. So, you know, uh, we're, there's going to be always people around. So we're going to have to learn. That was supposed to be funny. But uh, <laughs> hallelujah, God is good. So we're going to have to learn. Look at your name and say, learn to walk in love. Because, you know, we're going to have to learn to walk in love. It's, it, it's not going to come easy. And, and really, if you're going to walk in the God kind of how many people want to walk in the God kind of love? Amen. How many people want to be a martyr out here? No, we won't raise it. But uh, <laughs> if you're going to walk in the God kind of love, you're going to have to get a revelation that God loves you. Amen. You're going to have to get a revelation that, that God loves you with an everlasting love. You've you got to get a revelation. The first uh, message I taught was that God is good. Can somebody say God is good? And God is good to us. And God has good plans for us. You believe that today? Amen. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is uh, in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And I think sometimes, you know, when we we're walking this Christian walk, you know, not every day is a good day. There are some days that, that we're going to have a trial of our faith. Anybody being tried in their faith out here? And sometimes we're in a trial of our faith. We, get, we sometimes feel like that God doesn't really love us. No, God loves you. God's, I'm going to say this. God's not testing you today. He's not testing your faith. It's the devil that tests us. It's the devil that tested Jesus in the wilderness... He tested Jesus' resolve in the wilderness. And the devil will test us and really to test, see how much, you know, we love God. Is that right? 
are we all going through tests at times? And, you know, I, I always got to check, not that we got to get, of course, a revelation of God's love for us, but, but do we love God? And I believe you love God this morning. Amen? I love John 10.10 10 because in John 10.10, 10, Jesus said that he came that we may have, have life and have it, what, more abundantly. And again, there's going to be a process to walk in the abundance of life there's going to be a process and we're going to grow in abundance. We're going to grow in, in we're going to increase. Amen. And as you are in, in church today, hopefully you're increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. And when you increase in the knowledge of God, you're going to increase in his peace and you're going to increase in his joy. You believe that today? And that's what I want to walk in, a little bit more peace and joy. And of course, we know that in, in Acts 10, 38... That uh, Jesus was the exact expression of God in the earth. And so if you, if you read about Jesus in the Gospels and what he did in the Gospels is what God would do. Amen. Everything that Jesus did, Jesus is the exact expression of God the Father. And, and uh, in, in the book of Acts, we have Peter and Peter was talking about Jesus. And he said how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And what, what with power and how he went about doing good and healing all. Amen. So what is God all about? Doing good and healing all. Why, am I, why do I keep repeating myself every week? Because I want you guys to get it. Amen. Why? Because all of us are struggling in our faith at times and we forget. Amen. Do you know it's easy to forget? Amen. It's easy to forget how good God is. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. And, ha and hearing, not having heard. Amen. I was talking to my mom last night about the message. And I said, well, I'm going to just try to recap a little bit and go into my main message. And uh, I said, do you remember what I preached on last week? And she said, no, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I forgot too. <laughs> I, said, I was going over what I preached on last week. I was just talking to her about my message. And I said, I forgot what I preached on last week. Does anybody remember? Okay, I can go over it a little bit more. Nobody remembers what I preached on last week. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Okay, the second week. Why? Because 45 minutes on a Sunday morning is not enough. We need more of God every day, don't we? I'm telling you, we need more of God. The second week, we talked about uncommon commitment. And if you're going to walk in love towards God... And towards people, you're going to have to have uncommon commitment. You know, with, with uh, everybody that's married here, hopefully you, get, you had some married vows. And you said in sickness and in health, amen, uh, and for richer or for poorer, um, and to death do us part. So any, you, you made a vow that you're going to stick in it. How, how many married people in here? Glory to God, you guys sticking in it, amen? You guys are going to stay in the fight. You're not going to give up, glory to God. Being committed. It's easy to be committed when everything is good, like I said before. But when things are challenging in the relationship, that can be a challenge to be committed, amen? And then we need to be committed to God, amen? In 2 Timothy 2, 11 and 13, it says this. This is a faithful saying. This is... Uh, Paul writing this to Timothy, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. Talking about Christ. If we endure, 
we shall also reign with him. Amen. And this is really powerful. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Ooh, that's pretty strong, isn't it? If we deny him, he will also deny. I don't want to deny Christ. But we can get in a place in our walk with God where we can get in a place where we can get hard towards the things of God. And, and we know that sin can make our hearts hard. And, and we know that at even, even persecution can make us hard. Amen. Get us offended. Uh, you know, the Bible says that there, 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 uh, there, there's different grounds uh, of people's hearts where the seed goes in. And the second ground, the people received it with joy. They got the word of God. But then when persecution came because of the word, the Bible says these people got offended. Think about that. In other words, when, when we're walking with God and everything's not working like we thought it was supposed to work, amen, sometimes we will get offended. Look at your name and say, don't get offended. We don't want to get offended with God. Amen. If, if anybody's trying to steal from you, it's the devil. It's not God's not our problem. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation of that. And so if we deny him, he will also deny uh, us. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Amen. Hebrews 3.14 says this way. If we are faithful to the end. Somebody say faithful to the end. Amen. Trusting God. Just as firmly as when we first believed, just as firmly as we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. So right here, uh, Paul is writing this in Hebrews. He says we need to be faithful to the end as from the beginning. Hello. In other words, you know, when you got saved, you were fired up for God, glory to God, going to church, you know, cracking that Bible. We need to continue to be that way even to the end. You know, on my last day on this earth, before I, before I see Jesus, I'm going to be doing the same thing that I do today uh, or every morning. Getting up, reading my Bible, praising the Lord. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep praising Worshiping and thanking God, putting God first place. I'm going to keep doing it even at my, my, my last breath. I think about my dad, how faithful he was uh, and, uh, and was to the church. I was thinking about, you know, he went home to be in heaven on a Wednesday. But that Sunday, he was faithfully serving God. He was ushering, passing out, uh, being his best. Amen. Being his best. And, you know, I know that there's a crown of life that was laid up for my dad when he got to heaven. And I know that Jesus said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. That's awesome. And, of course, my dad left a legacy you know, of, of the family, and all of us are serving God in, in, in some capacity, all the, the family. I'm telling you, when you're faithful, when you're doing the right things, you keep doing, even though things may not look right, you keep doing the right things. Amen? Amen. Revelation 3.10 says this way, because you, uh, because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing 
that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have that no one will take away your crown. Oh, my Lord. Hold on. What is Jesus saying? Somebody may be able to take it away like the devil. In other words, the devil wants us to cast away our confidence in God. No, don't cast your confidence away in God. No, no, we got to stay rooted in God, rooted in his love, rooted in his word. we got to stay rooted and grounded in God. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying, Jay? I'm thinking about this because it says that you will escape that day of testing. What day is that? I believe that that's, that's talking about when, when, when uh, you know, this planet, it, when we go through the tribulation. And I don't believe that the saints are going through the tribulation. Amen. I don't believe, you know, we're going to be here with, a, with the Antichrist and with a third of the world population dying and all this and all pandemonium. No, I don't believe that. I believe Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, full of love and faith, doing the works of Jesus. Glory to I'm, I'm ready to get raptured right now, man. I'm, notice that that's rapture ready, man. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You better be raptured, man. I'm ready to go up now, man. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Man. So I, I don't. See, listen. I, I want to be like the five wise uh, virgins. You know, Jesus talked about in the end days, there's going to be ten virgins, five with their oil filled, five that did not fill their oil. And I'm telling you, I want to be the wise virgin filled with oil. That means filled with the word of God, filled with the love of God, filled with the spirit of God. I want to be as excited today as I am on my last day on earth. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard. Words can destroy people. Words are powerful. That's why we got to make sure that we're choosing our words wisely, especially in our relationships. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, we'll eat our words. And so everything that we have today, everything that we're experiencing today is, is what we said yesterday. Your words are seeds and they will grow. And we got to make sure that we're sowing the right seed. What Jesus said, Jesus said in Matthew 12, 36 and 37, but I say to you, every idle word that man may speak, they will give an account in the day of judgment. For by your words you would be justified, or by your words you will be condemned. And again, we're talking about, you know, denying Christ by your, or, 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 or proclaiming Christ. By your words you will be justified, right? And by your words you will be condemned. By your words you will have salvation, Amen? Or by your words, you will have damnation. Are you listening to what I'm talking about today? In other words, I'm going to... Listen, I'm not going to make Buddha, you know, my God. I'm not changing Jesus for Buddha. I'm not changing Jesus for Muhammad. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? No, I'm not going that route. Well, I, I, I like this religion a little bit better. You better not like some other religion a little bit better. You better, uh, you better understand that Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And the enemy is trying to get people to, to switch out and move in a different avenue. And even some people that used to go to church would say, I don't think that Jesus is the only way. There's got to be other ways to God. No, there's no other way to God but Jesus. I'm sorry to tell you that. Jesus is the only way. And we got to stand with Jesus. If we don't stand for, for what's true, then we'll fall for any lie that's out there. And Jesus said, that, Jesus said I don't point to the truth. I am the truth. Amen. Jesus is truth personified. So today I want to talk to you about uncommon love. Uh, part four, which is the power of unity. So I want to talk to you about unity today. You know, unity is important. The enemy's trying to... Uh, cause division in our relationships. He's trying to cause division between us and other people. And so we got to be very careful because, because united we stand, divided we fall. I like what it says in Psalms 133, 133. It says this in Psalms 133, 133. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So, so here, uh, the psalmist is saying that it's good for us to dwell in unity, and unity, there's, there's the power of the commanded blessing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So I don't know about you, but I want to walk in a commanded blessing. And to do that, we got to walk in unity. First, we got to walk in unity towards God. Amen. And then we need to walk in unity towards each other. In Amos 3.3, 3, it says, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement? The enemy is going to try to get married couples out of unity. See, there's power when we come together. There's power when we come together. There, there's, there's a prayer of agreement. And when we come together and we pray, there's dunamis power that results from that. The Bible says one can cast out a thousand, two can cast out ten thousand. We have power when we come together in unity. That's why God invented church. We're more powerful together as a church than individually apart. We can do more together together as a church than we can individual. Amen. Amen. That's why God created church. We're better together. Say, say, say we're better, better. Together. together. I like what it says in Isaiah. It says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. This is Isaiah 1, 18 and 20. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, there shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. I love that. And so what it is, is we, we have a struggle because some of us are obedient, but then, then some of us have an attitude in our obedience. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But we got we to connect a willing heart to our obedient acts. In other words, we have to have a good attitude while we're serving God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And when we have a good attitude, oh, I don't want to come to church today. It's raining out there. I, man, the pastor's probably going to be boring. You know, I, you know, hey, no, no, you've got to have a good attitude 
when you come to church. You need to come with an attitude of expectancy. And you need to connect a good attitude. You need to have a good attitude with your spouse. In other words, it, uh, your spouse is a good thing. The Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Now, I'm not trying to say, say that your woman's a thing, but what I'm saying, she's a good thing. Glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. This is a tough crowd today. It, it seems like it's been raining all week. Amen. Glory to God. And so, and so we, need to, we, need to, we need to understand that, that scripture saying, listen, even though, you know, your sins may be as scarlet, they will be white as wool. Amen. In other words, what God is saying in, this, in that passage is, come to me and I will get you in a place where we can walk together in unity. God wants us walking with him in unity. I was thinking about the Apostle Paul. And I was thinking about how he was, he was, you know, really, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was, uh, you know, uh, uh, zealous for the law and the Jewish traditions. And he hated Christians. This was before he became the Apostle Paul. It was Saul of Tarsus. And he persecuted the Christians. And he threw them in jail. And, and he was there when Stephen got stoned. And... Um, and so, and so, I was going to make a joke there, but he was there. And, uh, and so he, he hated the, he, he was zealous for his, for his, for his you know, Jewish traditions. And he thought that they were in the wrong. He thought he was doing God's service by killing Christians. But you know what? One day while he was riding in Damascus to, to put some Christians in jail, a, light, a bright light shined all around him and knocked him off his horse. In other words, he, 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 he thought he was, and then he says, you know, then he, he heard the voice of Jesus, Paul, Paul, why, why are you persecuting me? And then Jesus said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks or, or the goads. And, and uh, in other words, what, what, he, what Jesus meant by that is that, that Paul was going against God. And the more you go against God, the worse it becomes in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so he said, Paul, it's hard to kick against the goads. And, and in other words, the more you push against God, you know, God's not going to break. We're going to break. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And then, and then Paul says, who, 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 who am I persecuting? Jesus. And that was it. That knocked him off his horse. He was already knocked off his horse. And when he heard Jesus, he thought it was a false religion that was coming in to steal Judaism. And then he realized, and his eyes were open, that Jesus is the way, is the truth. He was persecuting uh, the wrong person. Amen? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And I'm telling you, sometimes we need to get knocked off of our horse of our ego. Amen? And we need to realize that we don't have it all together and that we need Jesus in our life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we, we need to get in, in, in unity with God. Say, get in unity with God. Amen. So, so we need to get in unity with God. And so I, let me give you four causes of disunity. Let me give you four causes of disunity. The first uh, cause of disunity in a relationship is poor communication or miscommunication. Have you ever said anything to somebody? You thought you made yourself clear. You may have, you may be your spouse. You asked them to do something and they don't follow through on what you asked them to do. And you thought that you, it was clear and then you thought it was going to be taken care of and, uh, and it wasn't. And then what happens 
It causes fr anybody know what I'm talking about here? Miscommunication. Didn't I tell you that you needed to do this? Didn't I? And, and miscommunication or poor communication causes us a rift. That's what messes us up and causes division in our relationship. I like, I like to get, you know, I used to be in sales. And when, I, when I'm talking to somebody, I like for them to repeat back what I say to them. They tell you to do that in sales. So this is what you're looking for. Let me make sure I got this and I understand what you're saying. You're telling me this. And so I repeat back. That's a good way not to mess up. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Because a lot of times we're just half listening. Oh, you listening. Our spouse is talking. Uh, somebody's talking to us, giving us some direction. And we're not really fully engaging. And we're half listening to people. And you're not going to create unity by half listening. I can tell when I'm on the phone talking to somebody if they're distracted. Because you, when you hear the snoring, <laughs> you know there's a distraction. Are you, are you, know, are you know what I'm talking about there? You, you know there's a problem. Or when you say, hey, are you there? Are you there? And you hear them doing something out in the background, <laughs> away from the phone, you know. Can somebody say offended? No, I won't go there. But so Psalms 19:14 says it this way. It says here, uh, this we, we need a well, Psalms 141:3 says this. We need to pray this prayer for our communication. That we're not saying things that, you know, when we're a lot of times we say things also. Uh, we can be crude in our words towards our spouse or towards other people. You ever been there? They do something that's not too smart. And you let them know it. You know, it's this one, one young man that was married. He, he still needed to get a grasp on his words. And he, and he, and he was married to his wife. And, and she did something that wasn't that, that wise. And he said, I don't know how you can be so beautiful and so dumb at the same time. And she said, let me explain this to you. I'm beautiful so you could be attracted to me. I'm dumb so I could be attracted to you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Don't, don't get in a fight like that. <laughs> don't be... Are you listening to what I'm saying? we got to be careful with our words. Be careful with your words. Amen? It says here, let the words of my mouth... This is another one. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart... This is Psalms 19, 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable... In your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So, so, so we need to pray that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart will be acceptable. In other words, you know, love, love thinks no evil. And if you're thinking negative, eventually it's going to come out of our mouths. So we got to make sure that the meditation, of our, because it's easy to think negative. It's easy to think negative about people. It's easy to be judgmental. I was at, I was at dinner and uh, last week with one of the board members of a church. They live in Tulsa. And uh, I was at dinner with him. And, and uh, one of the ministers at, at Rama is a little overweight. And I made a comment. And I shouldn't have made that comment. I was like, you know, he needs a... He needs to drop a little weight. You know, he looked like he, and he probably put on about 40 or 50 pounds just in one year. 
and uh, you know he's you know his stomach is entering the room before he does. You know what I'm talking about. But and I was like, and I said he's you know he if he's gonna you know he's like the son of the of the, of, the, of, the, of brother Hagen. He's, uh, he's he's just overweight. And I said if he's gonna live long, he needs to work on that. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10.30 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.